Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now can you hear me? We can hear you, Maxie, yes. Okay, can you hear me, Dennis? (laughs) And we're off to a great post-Christmas edition of the Sports Hub. <laughs> All right, I'll rephrase the question. Pete, did you have a good Christmas? I had a great Christmas. How about you, Maxie? I, I know you've got a lot going on, and you're always you're, you're everywhere, but how is Christmas for, for, for you? Always good. If you, can, if you got time with family, it's good, right? And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yep, and in one way, shape, or form, I work part of it, et cetera, but it was all very, very good. You, you know what doesn't take a break, though, Pete? <laughs> The markets. <laughs> How do you keep right up with that. this? Last week was this crazy. I mean, you know, it's. I guess it's always crazy, right? But but what yeah. what did you see this last week, and what does that tell you in in the midst of this virus and and, and all that's going on? You know, when when you expect things to happen and they don't, it's it's actually pretty normal in the markets. <laughs> and I can tell you exactly that. You know, a lot of people were looking and saying, you know, are we going to get this Santa Claus rally? In other words. The last couple of weeks of the year, are we going to see the market start to shoot to the upside? And we have so far, Maxie, it was a monstrous week this past week. And people did look past all of the things that have been basically hanging on the markets and pulling on the markets. And obviously the pandemic being the number one, but there's been the Fed and all sorts of different other areas within the markets that that oftentimes can pull us down. Well, it didn't happen this go around. And as a matter of fact, the Santa Claus rally that I think in the week, the, the, the Dow was up nearly 1,200 points. The NASDAQ was up nearly 700 points. The S&P 500 was up nearly 200 points. It gives you a little an idea of just how powerful this past week really was. And the week before, there was so much volatility. There was so much nervousness about what's going on with what's going on with vaccines and the possibility of how, how effective the pills could be from, from Pfizer and some of the other companies that have been working on all these various things. So it's it never stops, Maxie. It's always busy. You know, you look at the price of crude oil, and, you know, we talk about that all the time when yeah. we talk about inflation, and we talk about the, the, the price at the pump. Well, we might start seeing that price at the pump start to go back elevating once again because with the price of oil, which had pulled all the way back from 85 to 67 in this past week, started off the week at 67, we finished the week close to 74 bucks. So gives you a little bit of an idea of some of the powerful moves to the upside that that really are influential on the markets each and every day. We look at the 10-year, uh, the 10-year Treasury note every day to see, okay, well, where are we? And we had a nice jump there as well, which means the financials almost immediately react 
in the financials within the stock market start to move to the upside. The Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan and Wells Fargo and Citi and Bank of America, all those kinds of names. But I think the healthy part of the market has been the fact that we've seen this rotation, Maxi, from specific sectors or even maybe even going all the way down specific stocks and a rotation into other stocks. And that that's really what I'm always looking at is, is it just one sector? Is it just a couple of stocks? You know, for a while, everybody focused on the FANG stocks, you know, and, and that's just an acronym for Facebook and Amazon and all, yep. the, you know, all those different names. But, you know, when there's only four or five stocks that are really pushing the markets around, that's not a good thing. So I think what's been healthy about the markets is it's not just four or five stocks. It's not just one sector. There's been this rotation from financials to the materials to energy to technology to semiconductors to consumer discretion all of these various areas seem to have their moment in the in the sun and i think that's why we're having a little bit of a nice uh lift over the last week and hopefully we can do that into the final uh week of the year and let, let me tie a little bit into sports in the marketplace here you know adam yeah. silver was on the other day and and basically what he said is it ain't going away, so the NBA is going to keep playing, and we're going to coexist with this virus. And uh, I think all of us are confused as to whether we need to shut down, et cetera. But when voices yeah. start to emerge like that and say arenas are going to be open, teams are going to play, uh, we understand there's a virus out there, but we're, we're going to play along with it, and we're going to do everything we can to, to, to be in existence. Does that – uh, attitude does that philosophy uh, d- d- does that resonate in the marketplace right now? Oh, I think so, Maxie. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that it's all about confidence, right? I mean, the reality yeah. is the mar- the markets always lean on that, and and how confident are people? And and that really is an incredible element into into reading the emotional side of the markets. It does that doesn't necessarily work on on stocks that have no earnings and they you know it's yeah. high in the sky and all the rest of that, but. For the, for the general stocks that most of us are looking at each and every day, whether it's an Apple or a Target, it doesn't really matter. You can go across the whole Best Buy, wherever you want to look. It's about the quality of the companies and do we have confidence in those companies based upon all the information that we're able to to ascertain throughout the day, the week, the hour, uh, quite honestly, because that's how fast these markets have been moving. They are absolutely been on fire, Maxi, both to the upside, and then we've had some pretty significant pulls to the downside. But this past week, the Santa Claus rally really did. You know, in, in the last 26, 27 years, we've only had six uh, uh, instances where we didn't have a Santa Claus rally. So this is something really. That, you know, yeah, we we look forward to this, and and the, and the confidence <laughs> levels were there, and you know, we we had those those really rough spots back in the the early two thousands and the financial crisis two thousand eight and that type of thing. But uh, quite honestly, it's it's been an, an incredible run this year, and we're we're looking like we want to close out pretty strong. Okay, I want to ask you one more question that I don't quite understand. Uh, economics. Yeah. So we'll we'll tie we'll talk sports and markets throughout today. We got a big show planned for you, but. Uh, you know, we're we're not as independent uh, domestically in the United States with energy as it looked like we were going to be for a while. And, and to your point, price going up at the pump, et cetera, California's mm-hmm. off the charts in terms of uh, price per gallon, all those things. Does that make for a great investor opportunity or does, or does that shake our confidence uh, when we have to rely uh, internationally on, on, on oil? Well, you know, for so long we had relied on that, and and then we had this incredible boom, right? And it's yeah. been phenomenal. Whether or not you even can go and look right up there, 
No, for so long we had relied on that, and and then we had this incredible boom, right? And it's yeah. been phenomenal. Whether or not you even can go and look right up there at North Dakota, you know, mm-hmm. wherever you want to look, you, mm-hmm. you're going to find it. But uh, but the reality is. There is a confidence level, I think, that you you start to slip when you have to depend on somebody else, a different country, a different part of the world, the Middle East in this case. So, um, yeah, that 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 sends markets a little bit moving around, and that's always been something that we've all looked at for a very long period of time. We kind of didn't have to look at that as we had this huge growth in, in energy and drilling and all the rest of it, but a lot of that has slowed down, and, and because of that, that's uh, that's always going to be a factor, Maxie, that we're looking at. And 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 how reliant are we? Because it, it's one of those kind of situations. We don't want to be as reliant as we were on China for a lot of the goods that we Correct. get. We yep. don't want to be as reliant on the Middle East for, obviously, energy. Hmm. Yeah, all good stuff. When we come back, we'll talk more. We'll talk markets. We'll talk sports. It's it's a post Christmas. It's it, and I'm telling you, we got a great show planned for you. Matt Make is going to join us to talk about the Winter Classic, president of the Minnesota Wild. Gus Farrat played quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings and the Rams, so he's perfect to talk about it today. And a special guest that I think Pete will really enjoy. That'll bring it all together and tie this thing in a bow. It's the huddle. It's News Talk eight three zero WCCO. Welcome back to the huddle. Six five one four six one nine two two six. If you want to text us or call us anytime, Pete, the Gopher football team left for a bowl game. It's a strange bowl game. It's going to be played late at night on uh, Tuesday in the desert, and uh, I don't know if, if many people are going to travel to see it just because of all that's been in uh, in play here. But uh, uh, how important, I mean, what do the Gophers try to get out of this particular bowl game? And My guess is they're going to line up and play some smash-mouth football here and probably not give too much of their playbook uh, with a new, uh, new old offensive coordinator away for next year. Right. No, I, I, I agree with you, Maxie. I think they want to get behind that big offensive line, and we've seen in the last uh, few weeks that a lot of these Gopher linemen are least uh, – they're looking like they're going to be in the NFL draft. And uh, – so it could be their final final run. And the, so I think it's going to be really exciting. I think the Gophers are going to be very well prepared. You know, this West Virginia team is not a team that you want to look past, though. You know, as, as, as much as we look and we say, well, they're only 6-6. Six and six. These guys aren't all that good. They played Oklahoma to the bitter end. They beat Virginia Tech. They have a quality quarterback. They have a quality running back in, in, in Brown. So this is not going to be a walk in the park. Now, maybe it'll turn into that uh, because I, I'm very impressed with what our Gophers looked like in the final game against Wisconsin. But we've got to make sure that we aren't looking past this team, you know, going into this whole thing. And by the way, I got some updates, Maxie, from the University of Minnesota. That yeah. At least the ticket sales were very strong. As a matter of fact, said sold out. But now it's a matter of are they willing to travel? Are they able to travel because of all the you know the the issues that are going on right now and all these canceled flights? That's uh, that's something all of us have to deal with throughout this uh, holiday season. Yeah, for sure, and and I'm sure some people back down. There's a lot of people probably down there for the holidays from Minnesota. That'll help. Uh, uh, offset some of that. It's just a strange time, you know, for the bowl season. Obviously, as they mm-hmm. uh, as they go forward, and and this new offensive coordinator, who's an old offensive coordinator, does what for this team? Well, you know, it, <clears throat> I think because of the familiarity, it's going to be something great for for Tanner Morgan. It it probably should open up, I think, at least the passing offense and give him a little bit more comfort that he clearly didn't seem to have as much of in the last year or two, and that's something that. I think that PJ was very well aware of that, obviously, and and by bringing back 
the coach, I think that gives things uh, a lot more interesting. You know, I think it'll be it'll be fun to see what kind of rhythm do they do they have. Is this going to be an immediate thing? Because I think that it potentially could be, Maxie. They've got enough practices in. They know each other. They're, the familiarity, as I say, is back. And we do have to be careful, though. I look at this football team, you know, West Virginia. They they have quality players. There's no doubt about that. They beat Texas. Not, not that Texas is the greatest team in the world, but they sure have a lot of talent. There's a really good football team, and they beat Kansas. When I looked at, at all of the games that they have played this past year, I'll tell you what, uh, there wasn't any games where they got blown out. The, the closest was maybe Oklahoma State, but that's one of the very best teams in the entire country. So I think we've got to be very, very careful, and I think you want to break the spirit of West Virginia early. You want to pound that ball down their throat and then start opening up the passing game and really start to get some sort of a lead and kind of break their spirit if you can early on. Yeah, and I, I think this staff does a pretty good job preparing for bowl games. Of course, the last two they've won uh, that they've been in, uh, mm-hmm. I guess I guess those are the only two that they've been in since they've been here. But um, I, I think that they, you know, when they, you give them weeks to prepare, they seem to have a, a pretty good idea that you know the flair that, that that goes into it. Yeah. Now, the one thing that surprised me, Pete, uh, no, none of us knew if guys would be gravitating towards that fifth and sixth year. Uh, that yeah. bonus year because of COVID, but at least for the Gophers and, and, and many places across the country, guys are coming back for that sixth year. Does that tell you that they've tested the NFL waters and they said, yeah, I, 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 I can only help myself with another year because right now it's not going to happen. Uh, what is it, or, or, or is it that realization that, hey, the, the real world's going to be out there for the rest of my life. I might as well take one more <laughs> shot at this thing. I hear you. You know, you and I have talked about this for a while now. I don't know that I could do six years, Maxie. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> I really and, and when, when I, I see all the Gophers that are, you know that have that have come back, I mean, you know, I I, I just wonder, you know, is it to, is is to elevate themselves or is it just because they realize, hey, man, I I, I don't only get to play football one more time. Right. Yeah. Well, I think it's a combination of both, to be honest with you. I think when it, when you look at some of the positions, uh, you know, for instance, at running back, uh, our running back coming back after an injury, he's got to prove to the NFL that he is going yes. to be at the level that he once was. Yes. And that's so I think it depends on each each circumstance is a little bit different. I think there are players that they've looked at the NFL. They've they've obviously had the feelers out there to find out, OK, what is the. What's it look like for me kind of a thing? And, you know, Blaze Andrus is a great example of that. I think that we yep. have some really quality players that if they could come back for the sixth year, maybe they don't want to because maybe now you got to strike while the iron is hot. Yeah. No injuries, all that kind of thing. And, and I think there's, you know, each individual is going to have a little bit different take on this whole thing depending on who they are, where they are, and what the NFL thinks of them right now. Now, the Vikings will play today at noon. We'll talk a lot about that throughout the show. Um the NFL in play, obviously the Packers. I, I, you know, I got to tell you, um, if Baker Mayfield, I understand he's playing hurt, but um, and I thought this when we played the Vikings as well. That is a, a fairly ordinary quarterback. Uh, he had ample opportunities to win that game yesterday. Yeah, that was. You know, it, it's interesting. You know, four four interceptions is uh, not something that any of us could ever tolerate. Can you imagine being a fan of the Browns and seeing the team play pretty well, Maxie, and your quarterback throwing the ball four 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 different times? That's that's got to be a headache. I'll tell you what. Once again, you, that that's again why Aaron Rodgers is so good. He's oh. not only accurate. He's not only setting records, but the guy doesn't throw interceptions. No, he, it's he, in, he, it's he, almost he, uncanny, <laughs> isn't it? 
It is. It, it, it's unbelievable. And, you know, it, you feel almost bad for the rest of the team with, with Cleveland. And I'm not putting this all on Baker, but because I think there were some bad calls. I think there were some yeah. interference plays. And yes, some, including some the last interception, and, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But when you've got a guy like Nick Chubb and he's averaging nearly nine or ten yards a carry, um, you just got to oh. question a little bit. Why aren't we giving this guy the ball? You know, I've said that about guys like Dalvin Cook and, yeah. and in other circumstances where when you've got it rolling, just let it roll. Why are you putting the ball up into a spot where, you know, we, and, and obviously once you've gotten a couple of interceptions, you don't need to keep throwing the ball. They were never trailing by such an extreme number that they had that they were forced into a position to throw the ball. I think that was some bad coaching on top of, you know, the fact that Baker just didn't seem to have it yesterday. Yeah, I mean, they, they show the replay of the pass, and it was just a little off all the time and a little mm-hmm. off. You know, Troy Aikman, who you know well, uh, yeah. you, you know, you could see that he was perplexed more than once about <laughs> both Mayfield's accuracy on what should be easy throws and on just what you alluded to, and that is if your best weapon is the run, and it was almost, you know, they, they were running almost at will with Chubb, uh, why are you going to the shotgun right now, you know? Yeah, yeah, it it is something. It's a question that has to be asked because it doesn't make any sense at all. It, it's it's one of those things, and like you said, Troy Aikman is so good and so smart about how he analyzes. He's my favorite, I think, right now yeah. in the NFL, and that's that's mostly because Rich Gannon, who I think does a great job, is not doing it right now. Yeah. But but I but I'll tell you what, Troy really does break it down well, and he was such a quality quarterback uh, even at Oklahoma. You know, it's it's funny. A lot of people say, well, what, you know, what was he doing at Oklahoma? This is a this is the wrong team for Troy. No, it wasn't. He was a Texas kid. He knew what he was doing. He knew how to throw the football, but he he could run the option. He could do it all. He's just a very talented, athletic guy, and he's he brings that to the booth where he sees things that not everybody sees, and I think that's what makes him so good. But he's he, he was 100% right, as usual, and he was talking about the fact of why are they doing this? It, it doesn't make sense. Baker's not having the, the, the best day of his career, so why not give the ball and, and let's run the ball down their throat? In fact, I thought if there was one encouraging thing for, from Vikings fans, it, you know, you play the Packers next week, and, and I don't know if Cook, I, I don't even know, I haven't backdated that to see if he'd be eligible or not, but they sure showed you can run the football on Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, they, they are susceptible. And, you know, I think there have been times where we've seen Green Bay, you know, they're a quality football team. Yes, we all they know are. That. They, got the best, they got the best record in they, football They do right everything now, but, else well, it seems, but if you, have a, you know, yep. if you can get a push, you can run the ball. They give up points. They do give up points. You know, at, at, at times it seems like Green Bay's defense plays pretty well. I think earlier in the season they played a little bit better than they are right now, but they are they are vulnerable, and you can run the football on them. I, I tell you what, I I look forward to the opportunity for Dalvin Cook and, and these guys. If we, if we get there, it sure would be a lot of fun. For sure. Pete Nigerian, the huddle, we're having a lot of fun. We come back, Matt Makeup, president of the Minnesota Wild. They got this thing called the Winter Classic coming up next Saturday. Ooh. And, oh, it could be big, but, oh, everybody's on pins and needles. Well, Pete and I will talk to him when we come back on The Huddle on WCCO. Text us anytime, 651-461-9226. You're listening to The Huddle. Pete Nigeria and Mike Max, we welcome in President of the Minnesota Wild, Matt Maker. Matt, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yeah, same to you, Maxie. It's great to uh, connect with you here. Well, let me. I, this week ahead, I mean, uh, all eyes have been pointed towards <laughs> this in, in Minnesota, and then we get the, the, the virus and the stoppage. Where are you at right now? I, I know players don't come back until tonight, tomorrow, all those things. Uh, but, but how do you feel about 
this week ahead based on all that we've seen in the last two weeks? Well, I've, I'm going to choose to feel optimistic. Uh, you know, we've, we've, uh, we've, with the whole world has had all sorts of hardships over the past couple of years, and I, I certainly respect that, and uh, I know it's been difficult, but but in our industry has, has certainly had their struggles, and we continue to. But but uh, I feel confident that we can restart our season here. We had a little pause here during the holiday break, and we did postpone some games as a league, just like some other leagues have as well. And uh, we're, but we're going to get back at it here late uh, late this week. And what a great way to restart for the Wild, anyway, to be at Target Field uh, outdoors on January first uh, to play the Winter Classic. Finally, thank God, Pete. Matt, you've been on, on an absolute roll at the end of November and into December, and then we had a little bit of bump in the road with the four losses and the four postponements, yeah. and now you've got the Winter Winter Classic. What are we expecting for a crowd? And it, it's got to be somewhat advantageous, the fact that it's outdoors as opposed to an, an indoor facility. Yeah, so are we I seeing think some I think great you're exactly sales? right, yeah. Pete. This thing, uh, this, this event uh, sold out very quickly uh, when it went on sale to the public in just really August of this year. Uh, of course, it wasn't supposed to be played last January, but, you know, we got pushed way out. So tickets went on sale, and we... We hope for the best, and, and the tickets were gone. And I really think you're right, Pete. I think that even then in August, because we were dealing with Delta, people were a little trepidatious about uh, you know sporting events. But the fact that it was outdoors was a, a, a was very helpful, I think. And hey, this is the state of hockey, right? We we just we we love our sport. We have a great passion for it, and I think people have been waiting a long time for this and wanted to be there and say they were there. And so, forty thousand seats sold in no time at all, and. Sponsors stepped up uh, nationally and also locally, and it's just been great to see this, and, and it, uh, it gives us some hope for the future to, to move on and uh, live our lives again. Yeah, and Matt, is that – Pete and I were talking about this in the first segment as well. I mean, are, are leagues starting to move in that direction? Certainly the NBA has. They said, yep, there's a virus out there, and yes, we'll coexist with it. Do you feel that? Yeah, I do, and, you know, everybody's uh, entitled to their opinions about COVID and you know how to manage through it and all that. I, I just personally feel, and I know that our owner Craig Leopold, many of us at the Wild feel like this is just something we have to live alongside and uh, and find our way as a human race. And uh, and that's, I believe we are starting. I think I know there's I know a lot of people who feel that way. And and I think it's evidence again that this 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 event sold out in no time at all in the middle of the Delta variant back in August and. People, you know, it's been really tough, and and people have experienced really hard, real hardship. But, you know, we got to live our lives again. So, yep, that that is my opinion. I think there's many that share that, and and that's what the Minnesota Wild and the St. Louis Blues are going to try to do on New Year's Day. Well, I certainly share the, that that thought as well, Matt. Absolutely, and I love your enthusiasm and your positivity. I think it's phenomenal. I, I've got a question about the temperature for sponsorships. You brought up sponsorships. What is that right now? Is as the pandemic either been bad or good yeah. from the standpoint of, of sponsorships? Yeah, well, full disclosure, and we've all seen it the past year and a half, sports have taken, and I don't mean just hockey, but sports have taken a real hit in, in terms of attendance. We played in basically closed arenas for year, you know a, a year or so. It's been a real hit to our bottom line, the, the, the ticket revenue. But sponsorship has been amazing. I um, like I'm, I, without getting into all the details, and this does not make up for the ticket revenue we've lost. But we will have uh, you know our very best year this year with regard to sponsorship. Part of that is because the NHL, as you guys know, 
introduced some new pieces of inventory. We sold the, the decal on our helmet for the first time as a league going back last year. We put some other things, some, some virtual advertising in ice, which we've not done in the past. And next year, the league is allowing us to sell a jersey patch for the first time in our history. So those elements have really helped us. But sponsors, you know, there are businesses that have done you know well during the pandemic. And, and I, God bless mm-hmm. them. That's fantastic. And, and they're, they're willing to spend. They want to connect with customers. And sports is still a way to do that. So uh, sponsorship has been a bright spot for sure. Matt, what's the best, you know, we always talk about the, the worst of times that we've gone through in COVID and all this, but I, you know, there also has been, and you alluded to it, great innovation. And, and, and when we have to, I, I find that it's amazing that people that are committed to it, when they have to evolve and find something new, yeah. a new way to do business, it's actually good for them and healthy for the business. What have you learned through all this? Well, it, I, first of all, Max, I agree. It, it's, I have been inspired by businesses who have just found a way right and 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 we need to uh, all of us because you know I, I we've said one of the mantras around our office has been you know good bad and different we can't be the same organization post-covid or as we live alongside covid as we were two years ago when none of us knew what covid was we have to evolve and learn to grow so again without getting into all the details because we're still figuring out some of them out uh we feel like <laughs> We have to embrace fans um, probably differently. There's a lot of fans that still want to go to wild games in person. There's a lot of fans, too, that aren't ready and may never really be ready to come back indoors and watch us, perhaps. But they still care about the wild, and our TV ratings indicate that because our TV ratings are off the charts this year, and they were great last year. So we have to figure out how to uh, generate revenue without requiring people to come onto our campus, to come into our building. And I won't get into all the details, but we are evolving and needing to think differently and be agile and nimble and all that kind of thing. And it's it's pretty energizing, actually. Matt, I'm kind of curious about this one. I used to work uh, back in New York when I was doing a little bit of sports along with the financial world, and I'd work with NBC Sports and the hockey gang out there, and they did an unbelievable yeah. job covering everything. How is the, the, the general – how is the NHL doing in terms of, of, of ratings? I, I know what you're saying yeah. about the Wild. Is that true yeah. for, the, for the majority of the NHL? It really is. The league, our league has performed really well. Uh, now that we're back to playing in season, I'll say that when we played that weird summer, the end of the, the 20 season, we had to play it and we had to finish that season in like August. And that, that worked well at the start from a rating standpoint, but then things got all jumbled because all the sports were playing at the same time. You had football, baseball, basketball, <laughs> and hockey all playing in the month of August, you know? And people got confused. There was, there was 2 p.m. start times on a Tuesday, you know, that was tough. But our league, now that we're back into our, re- our regular season, our league has done great. And we have, you know, a couple of new TV partners with ESPN back in the mix on a national level and TNT. And TNT will actually uh, broadcast the Winter Classic, which is they're quite excited. This is their first big game with the NHL, and they're putting a ton of work into it. Matt, appreciate it very much. Thank you so much for giving us some time. I look forward to seeing you at Target Field this week. Uh, and, and fingers crossed and uh, prayer to one above, and we'll, we'll all get through this week just fine, right? Yes, thanks, Maxie and Pete. Great to talk to you both, and take care of yourselves. You bet. Thanks, Matt. Matt Mako runs a while. We come back. I'm going to ask Pete about the effect of not having a coach on the sidelines that you anticipate having on the sidelines for the Minnesota Vikings, that comes in the form of defensive coordinator, plus Delvin Cook, and a whole bunch more. It's the huddle. It's WCCO. It's Pete Nigerian and Mike Max. Stay with us. Welcome back to the huddle. Pete Nigerian, 
651-461-9226. Are any of you out there, not, if you had tickets to the Winter Classic, would you not go because of the uh, virus? You can call us, 651-461-9226, or will you go? Or will you go to the Vikings game if you have tickets today? Does the virus stop you or, or not? 651-461-9226, text or call. We got a critical text of us, Pete, saying that you can't coexist with a, a virus if the ICU beds are all uh, being taken up. And I, I understand their point, but I also, you know, at some point in time here, um, we, we have to figure out, you know, uh, they're going to they're gonna be a sold-out U.S. Bank Stadium. We're all a little confused by all of this as to whether or not there's a spreader out there or, you know, uh, or how to go about our, our lives. But, my gosh, we, we, we can't live in complete isolation here. And, and uh, you know, depending on who you talk to, some say, yeah, this is the virus is out there and it's going to spread, but it's not going to be as bad as the other ones. I mean, we have to accept, I guess, what, the, the, the place that we live in right now. Yeah, it's, it sure feels that way, Maxie. There's no doubt yeah. about it. I think you and I are on the same page. And I think especially when we're talking about this outdoor venue, and that's what Matt was, I think, clarifying as well, mm-hmm. the fact that they were able to sell this out, not just because it's such a unique thing, but I think the the fact that it's your outdoors. And, and, and that, you know, I, that, that brings me back to my elementary days when I was <laughs> a kid, you know, third, fourth, fifth grade playing hockey. Uh, I played outdoors, and, and that's how I learned to play. I never actually was much of an indoor hockey player. I was not probably good good enough to do that stuff maxi but there is something about being I, I'd imagine I you might have taken a few people into the boards outdoors so. <laughs> I, I i was okay going into the boards i was pretty good with that and i was a, i was a defensive man with a pretty good slap shot but but uh but i was not a great player i got to be the first to tell you i was okay i was okay but uh but you know, it is something I think that it's 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 so unique and so great to be outside. I know that we've had multiple occasions and and many stadiums in the United States where we've done this type of thing. But I love it, Maxie. I love the fact that I I think that gives you a lot more confidence, uh, more so for the people who are nervous, sure. more confidence for sure that you're yeah. outdoors, and that's a big deal. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. Now, Delvin Cook will not play for the Vikings today because he's on the COVID list. He's unvaccinated. I think Alexander Madison, same thing. He comes back. Um, we've had a conversation a lot about this, the vaccinated versus unvaccinated players, but, but let's talk specifically about what this does. And maybe, you know, maybe as you watch this now, Kirk Cousins has never missed a snap since he's been here because of injury. But if he did, Mannion is also on the list right now, which would take you to your, your uh, third string quarterback, Mond, if you had to for today, uh, which one of those concerns you more Cousins getting hurt or no Delvin Cook? Uh, absolutely Cousins getting hurt. I love Dalvin yeah. Cook, and I've said many, many times, I think he's the best running back in football. I, I think his diversity of everything that he brings to the table is 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 unmatched. I, I honestly believe that. I've thought that almost since the day he signed with the Minnesota Vikings. But I, Alexander Madison, I think, is outstanding. I think Kenny Nagwo, Nagu is, is, is unbelievable as yep. well. The, the, the speed, the talent that those guys have. But when you look at Kirk, and then you look over and you say, well, what about Sean Mannion? Well, he's out. And, and what about Nate Stanley? Oh, he's on IR. What do we got, what do yep. we got left? Uh, it, it gets pretty thin pretty quickly. So, yeah, you don't want to throw a rookie uh, out there for his day when you're trying to make the playoffs right now. It's not oh, that you don't no. think that he has a future. <laughs> not today. <laughs> hey, Maxie, I don't know if you saw this, but did you see that the New Orleans Saints tried to get a one game yeah. out of Drew Brees? <laughs> yeah. How about that, huh? <laughs> that says a little something about the, the state of affairs with the, with the, the Saints as well. Uh, you know, yes. it, it just shows you what's going on. And it's not all, you know, vaccinations and it's not all about the pandemic and all the rest of it. But there are teams out there that uh, they're they're still sniffing around trying to find ways to get one more victory. Yeah, one more win, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. And and, and and you sit down and you're Sean Payton, you go, what's our best chance to win? Well, if Drew Brees can come back on Wednesday, that's our best <laughs> chance to win, which is kind of how they go about their, their uh, uh, business right now, and especially going yeah. down the stretch when you're trying to make uh, – uh, the playoffs, but I, I, you know, I, I've been texting a little bit back and forth with Andre Patterson this morning, the Vikings defensive coordinator, will not be there because of COVID, and he's fully vaccinated. And uh, as as a football player, particularly a defensive player like yourself, Pete, uh, this late in the season, obviously, it's different. But but what does it mean or not mean to have your defensive coordinator on the sidelines? Well, you you want your coaches all to be there, of course, because that's just one more set of eyes. And you've got the guys up in in the booth as well, and they're they're calling down and they're having their commentary as well. So there's there there is something to that. But I think the reality is these guys are professional football players. They yeah. know what they're doing, Maxie. They they know all of the they they also they understand the mistakes when they make them. <laughs> and 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 you know it's it's great to have the coach down there to be able to come come and sit down and give them all the everything that they are seeing from their perspective, but. I don't know that that necessarily is what makes defensive coordinators the defensive coordinator. I think game day coaching is interesting, and and there are some some effects that can be made from that. But the reality is you've prepared all week for those guys to get out on the field and do their thing. And they can speak to somebody else up in the booth, and I I think it's a very, very minor issue that, that you're missing your defensive coordinator, your offensive coordinator, your head coach. I think that's a very, very minor issue when you're looking at a lot of these games. And we've seen some great fill-ins uh, when we've had some of these coaches that are uh, on the COVID list or yep. whatever the case may be. So I think that there is plenty of room there that uh, – it might be a better experience for some players. Some players don't want the coaches to overcoach them during the game. It makes them think too much sure. at, at the last minute. So there's a lot of different angles that you could take, but I think the reality is it's just another one of these things we have to deal with. It. It's a pandemic. We got to deal with it the way we are, and uh, and, and next man up, even if, even for coaches. Yeah, and, and I got to say that you know, I mean, Mike Zimmer's defensive coordinator of this team, really. Anyway, I mean, he, he's. Yeah. He's making all the calls. He's there now. Now, who substitutes so. on the defensive line? Yeah, just as you pointed out, it's nice to have another set of eyes and somebody that maybe can pick up on if somebody's not mm-hmm. dialed in on the defensive line like Andre could. But Mike Zimmer's making all the calls for the most part on, on game day anyway. Now, one of the players that you've gotten to know and his family throughout the NFL, uh, it, it's interesting because he beat the Vikings in week one, is Joe Burrow down there uh, at Cincinnati. Yeah. And, and he's one of those emerging quarterbacks. And uh, obviously Cincinnati has had a little bit of a resurgence this year with him. Uh, What is that like? And when you study those quarterbacks, how do you project like his future? And and, and you've had a chance to dial into the personality of the family, which probably tells you a little bit about where this kid is going. Yeah. You know what he was able to accomplish in college. I, I think at some point he will make that next step to look like the guy who was back there at LSU and was unbelievable. Uh, but, I, you know, he's had some struggles. But let's let's be honest, Maxie, you and I both know this and, and everybody else. A lot of people seem to forget this. But there is a reason why certain teams, you, you have the first pick in the draft. Yep. <laughs> or or a, an extremely high pick in the draft. Yep. So as much as a quarterback can help, and they certainly can, there's a lot more to a lot a, a lot of these different teams on why they're struggling. And and I think that they did a great job. Cincinnati Bengals did an unbelievable job getting his receiver from LSU and, and Jamar Chase. I think that makes him that much more comfortable. And he's he's had a great year to some degree, but the interceptions are still something that he's been dealing with. Joe's a great kid, smart kid. He knows what he's doing out there. He's very, very accurate for the most part. 
but he's also a little bit of a gunslinger, and that's why he's got the interceptions because he'll try to force the ball into a spot that maybe he should uh, double clutch and, and hold on to. But, uh, but it's who he is. He's a big, strong guy who has an incredible arm, and I like that football team, Maxie. I don't know how far they could go at some point. I, I look at their running back situation, their offensive line. This is a pretty good football team now, and I think in the future. I think Joe Burrow's going to be one of these guys in the next three, four years that everybody's going to be talking about saying, you know what, this kid has really developed into into a top-tier quarterback. 651-461-9226. Our question of the day is, would you go to a Vikings game today, an indoor stadium, the wild game mm. at the end of the week, an outdoor stadium? Is there a difference? Would you choose one over the other? Are you okay going to either or not going to either one? And what's your reasoning for it? 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. Interesting to get a feel for the people out there uh, as we present this to them. Uh, the the Rams come in. We'll talk to Gus Fraud a little bit about this. And, you know, they have... I don't know how fair this is either, Pete. They had to play on Tuesday and then travel on Christmas and play an away game on Sunday. You know, we, we, we always like to feel like Minnesota gets robbed and, you know, the, uh, the, nobody wants Minnesota. Well, well, the Rams got it put to them pretty good this week. Yeah, they did. They, they're, you know what? That is the NFL. That is the NFL when you're in the midst of what's been going on. It's not going to be easy for anybody. Everybody's facing some sort of adversity. You look around the NFL, you've got coaches missing. You've got games that are getting played on Tuesdays that were scheduled for Sundays. I, I, we have really been pushing around, and I think the NFL's done a, a magnificent job in sort of how they've directed things and how they've pushed things around. But it's not easy, but you know what? Football is is what it is, Maxie. We all know that, just like all the other sports. But you press on, and you're going to deal with adversity. You're going to deal with adversity within the game itself, and that's what these guys do for a living. That's why they make the money that they're they're making, and that's why the coaches make the money that they're making. When you look at a guy like Matthew Stafford, how happy is he, Maxie, to be in Los Angeles with the opportunity <laughs> to be with this football team. I, I, I'll tell you, he's got to be the most excited guy in the entire oh, league. Here's Cooper Cup. Oh, yeah, we'll get you Odell Beckham. And, yeah, we're going to throw Von Miller on the other side. Just uh, now This is a little so different bad. than they did business in Detroit is what you're saying, right? That's yeah. right. That's right. right. Absolutely. Plenty more to come. 651-461-9226. Would you go to a Viking game today if they gave you tickets, or does the virus keep you home? Would you go to the wild game at the end of the week? Or does the virus keep you at home? All that much more we'll tackle. Gus Farratt will join us, former quarterback of the Vikings and the Rams, and a special guest you're going to really enjoy at 1130. All straight ahead on this edition of The Huddle on News Talk 830W. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.